When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Explore epic sagas with Rare Drop Roleplay. Recap the latest in sports with Overplayed. Unleash your inner hero on comics. Dive into a galaxy far, far away through Star Wars and Scotch. And pick the brains of industry experts on Broman Podcast. Whatever you're looking for, Rare Drop Entertainment has you covered. Check out our full lineup at raredrop.co. Jesus, keeping my fingers crossed for a book of Boba Fett season two. Oh, no. Well, uh, welcome to episode 71, cold open. Oh, hey. He did it. He did it, not me. <laughs> was that just... was all Tim. I thought we were getting our notes together. Shit. You, I have notes. I am ready. I came prepared, Tim. I also went over them with you in the car last night. Yeah, I know. But I, was like, I was still like looking at stuff. Oh, oh. well, a- uh, welcome to episode 71. This episode is always brought to you by Delicious King's Coast Coffee, which I am drinking with some delicious, delicious Angel's Envy Scotch this morning because it's the only way to get through the day. King's Coast and Star Wars and Scotch. <laughs> I- I'm doing a cheesy smile for those listening on audio. You may be an alcoholic, when. What? No. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I put scotch in my coffee every morning? Because <laughs> I can't go to sleep without having more scotch? Jeez. Tim, come on. Everybody does that. Uh, how was your week? Or how is your uh, week going so far? It was good. I yeah. hung out with you last night. We went to the uh, Visit Orlando event. Um, yeah, we're getting stuff ready for GCX. Getting ready for GCX, doing some rare drop stuff, doing rare drop work at 6 in the morning this morning. Uh so that was fun, but yeah, yeah it's been a week. 
it's been a week. Good. It's been a week. It's good. It's good weird stuff. to not have. So I woke up at my normal like six fifteen. Yep. On a Wednesday. Yep. And I felt so empty inside. Because <laughs> no gym. No, because there was no Boba Fett. There was no Mando. There was nothing to watch. Like my my Wednesday morning Star Wars routine is no more now, and it makes me really sad. Thankfully, there's lots of Star Wars things to talk about. So. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. You actually, you actually put me to bed last night with a with a, a cool trailer from uh, the Old Republic. Oh yeah, we're gonna end with that because there's a lot to unpack there. That was uh, that was so cool, and but we'll talk about it. Um, starting with Book of Boba Fett. Okay. Um, uh, what was that episode seven last week? Uh, so we liked the episode. I thought it was a good episode. It definitely was not my favorite episode of of Book of Boba it Fett, was but. Yeah, it was everything that it needed to be to close it up. Yeah, no, it, it was good. My biggest thing was the, you know, you could tell Robert Rodriguez directed it. Oh, um, God, here we go. And every, well, this was the big controversy last week. And obviously we had recorded before this kind of blew up, but everyone was going back and forth about whether Robert Rodriguez should continue to direct Star Wars. And no one ever said he's a bad director. It just came down to does he fit? He's not a Star Wars director. He's a Star Wars fan, but he's not. But he can't tell a good. I don't think he tells a good Star Wars story. Not, I don't either. Not in the not in the magnitude that Bryce Dallas Howard or yes. um, you know, any like uh, uh, I'm Rick Famuyiwa. I'm trying to think of who else that I really really enjoy. I mean, like I always I, I I think I fanboy a little too hard over Bryce Dallas Howard and how she just like her cinematography effects and the way that she just controls the camera for me is just so exciting to watch Man, it's almost like she's related to a legendary yeah director. exactly it's like she learned from her dad um so yeah like it's just i, I just i really i i would if if she was to do if they gave her her own show a lot like taika watiti got his own show or movie or whatever he's doing i wouldn't be surprised um mm. if 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 they gave her the reins of something i would i would feel so good about it because I think she is just I think so far out of out of the large group of 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 directors that they've used so far, I really, really like her a lot. I think they're cultivating a TV group. I don't think they want these people doing movies. I think these want they want them telling like, stories like a Call of Duty style where it's kind of like you take it this time and then someone else takes it that time. That's what they did yeah. with Mando. Yep. Um, but like when John when John gets involved when Bryce is involved when um who's a gentleman from new york that i really like um he always wears the new york yankee um rick famuyiwa yeah he's awesome he's really good i like his style too he definitely gets more um he gets more into like the storytelling he gets more like he gets really deep with the characters it feels like because like his the last episode i think that we watched that he did he did the um the 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 one facility with where's the one with the the guy the uh, the sniper he was a comedian what's his face Mayfield yeah when he was with Mayfield that was that was his that was his episode I thought that was really good I really enjoyed that one and then you have Deborah Chow but she's busy doing she is doing all of Obi Wan yeah she's great and then you have Taika Waititi is the other one and he's got his own movie right he is working on a movie yes alongside of doing Marvel and apparently DC stuff too <laughs> talk about the dream job. Yeah, when you just get to be in everything. Hey, but every nerdy able, thing you liked as a kid, you get to make content for it. He's been able to take his 
characters though and move them around. Like Taika Waititi's like in like in everything. Like him himself, he's been able to like be in in every major like movie franchise. Which Who I think was is he hilarious. in Marvel? He was um he was uh Croc. Crank. I'm a rock. Yes, yes. And then in DC, he's Ratcatcher One. He's Ratcatcher One. Um, he's uh, what else? IG Eleven in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They're such minor characters, but you remember them because of him. Yes, because he's a phenomenal writer and comedian. Um, yeah, no, it's it's it. I think they're keeping this group together to make Star Wars television content. I don't think they want them working on movies. Tyke is the exception in that. Um, only because he is a movie director. And I'm not saying the others aren't. Obviously, John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard are. Uh, I don't know uh, Rick and Deborah's credentials there. Um, even Carl Weathers um, directed an episode last season of um, Mandalorian. So I think they had like this tight little circle they have going on. Yeah. And I think they're um, going to continue making television content with this little circle of folks probably for a decade or so. Uh, and I'm sure they'll let other people in. Obviously, Robert Rodriguez was let in in did, season two of Mando. Did Dave do any any of the episodes? Dave did the first episode with Mando, or the second episode with Mando. Okay. But but John did the first one. No, Bryce did the first one. Which one did John do? John was an executive producer. He did not direct any of these episodes. Oh, so Dave... Okay, so it was... Okay, so it was Filoni that did the did that one. Okay. John and Dave are the executive producers, along with some other folks. Uh, Dave directed the second Mando episode. Bryce directed the first well, one. Well, Filoni killed it in the second one, then, because that was of course super he fun. did, and so did Bryce. They had the two best episodes that didn't even have Boba Fett in them. Um, I also think that's the dynamics of Grogu and uh, Din that you know brought us to that. It's that, that it's point. that father son relationship that everyone that grew up watching Star Wars that are now older and have kids. Yep. They have this connection because they're like, oh, that's my kiddo. I feel this so hard. It's like, exactly it's- what Santa Monica Studios did with God of War. Yes. 100%. Oh, my God. The exact same thing. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, our audience has grown. Yeah, I'm sure they enjoy the nudity and the, uh, you know, the sex mini games, but it's time to tell like a more emotional story because obviously your emotions develop the older you get. You start to soften up when you have kids and then, you know, we're going to tell you this story and have you like relate to it on another level. Uh, You know, they did it with Uncharted, too. I don't know. You've never have you played the Uncharted series? Uh -uh. I need to go. back. Oh, my God. I I know I need to go back and play them. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you the end, but in Uncharted 4, they like they hit you with the 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 parent thing. Uh huh. And, you know, they all of these game studios, movie studios, television studios knows that we're the demographic and the generation that didn't outgrow our childhood fandom. Yeah, we're the first generation to basically do that. Now, I'm not saying our parents don't like comic books because my aunt, like she was the one who gave me a box full of Marvel and DC comics when I was a teenager. Um, But we're the ones that continue the fandom. Like my aunt doesn't go to Comic-Con. I go to Comic-Con, you know. Um, we're the ones that continue to consume. Now, my uncle, who has the original pin that says, May the Force Be With You, from the day he saw Star Wars no in 1977. Uh, I keep telling him to sell it on eBay. No, uh, hold on But he saw, it, he saw it the day it came out. He got the pin because they were giving out the pin to everyone. <gasps> oh, he man. is still a huge fan of Star Wars, so I get with him. Yeah. He listens to the show. So, oh, no hi, way. Uncle Bob. Uncle, Uncle Bob. Bob. Uh, so he listens to the show. Like he's still a huge Star Wars fan. He's also retired and whatnot, so he has more time we on his have hands. Bob in the show sometime. He's not really a talker in that sense. No, oh, that'd be super cool. I could interview him. Like, yeah, bring the uh, bring out the uh, 
our portable recorder and just ask him about the, the debut. He loves to talk about it, and he's shown me the pin. It's it's one of the coolest you things. Should. You should definitely get that. It'd be so good. Um, I'll get a picture of it at minimum. Please. But um, yeah, like we're that generation that didn't grow out of it, and these are the people making Star Wars now that are with us. They're well, a little bit older. Well, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard's my age. Um, and Ty- so is Tyka to be on. Actually, probably most of them aside from Dave and John are, they're a little bit older than us. So that that's what you're getting. We're, we're experiencing this level of fandom with the people creating it. And then the people consuming it. And we are the generation that didn't, I don't want to say didn't grow up, but that's the best way to put it. No, we're also a generation of storytellers. And so yes. now technology has, has allowed us to tell the stories that, our parents and their parents wanted to tell, but just didn't have the tools to do it. The, the, these are our, our, um, uh, our, this is our mythology, Yep. you know, is, is comic books and star Wars and Dune and, um, you know, Lord of the Rings. This is our modern mythology. This mm-hmm. is how we story tell. And that's why, you know, people get mad at the dumbest things makes me angry because at no point did you try to connect with, what the messaging was and what what they're trying to tell. Oh, sure. It is great to deep dive into lore. I'm obsessed with it. It's one of my most favorite things. When I get into an IP, I dive in. I want to know everything. But when you're telling individual stories, it's so important to try and catch the messaging that the directors, the writers, the producers, everyone put their heart and soul into to try and you know tell you a story. One of the big themes in all of Star Wars is that that orphan feeling that I don't belong the I am you know alone they always go back to that theme over and over again because that's something that reflects heavily in most people in society they've experienced that on one side of the fence or another it's also um, it also leans into the theme of Star Wars like the overarching theme of the whole idea of like the lone the lone cowboy like the lone samurai yep. Yep. Um, someone who's gone through a lot of turmoil and a lot of sadness in their life that's brought them to this point it's why we it's why we enjoyed MCU. Sure. Because it took heroes that we knew. We knew all of these heroes. It told their stories in new and familiar ways. So there were nods to things we knew, and then they had twists and turns along the way. And it culminated in the most epic way that it possibly could. And that was what the, but it was about the journey. You know, you can't just jump into Avengers. Right. And be like, oh, that was great. You need to experience the other 24 movies to fully like feel the emotion of that. Just like you can't just jump in and watch Return of the Jedi to fully feel the ending with Darth Vader, like to fully understand it. You can't experience the last four episodes or last four or two episodes of Clone Wars. I can't remember. Mm. Uh, I think it's four. Um Unless you take the journey for the seven seasons. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. you. And that's that's where I think there's a huge disconnect with a lot of people. That's why I, you and I love to read the books because it adds so much meat in all and context to the bone. Yeah. The comics, too. And even if you go back and read a book or a comic afterwards, it just adds to it. And you're like, oh, like when I read Aftermath, they're boring books. Mm-hmm. On a baseline level, they're very boring books. But the meat it adds to the story. Yep is very good. But these are the people that make that come alive. That's where I'm going with this. These are the people that care as much as you and I do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think they want them running around. They want the same group of like 10 people constantly storytelling because they meet. We, we saw it in the roundtable discussions. They do that with the ILM team, with the writing team, with Lucas, uh, not George Lucas, Lucas arts, yeah. art film. Um, they, they meet 
and they discuss. Did you see the roundtable discussion with all of the High Republic authors? No. It's one of the coolest vignettes. So when they announced the High Republic in the video, they showed them storyboarding the oh, High Republic. Oh, that part. Yes, I saw. Yeah, the, they were yeah. at Skywalker mm. Ranch and they were storyboarding the High Republic. I thought there was some Disney Plus video that had just no, dropped. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. It was just them writing on whiteboards, yes, developing yes, yes, the yes, characters. Yes. You know, you can see the the concept art and the idea. There's one of them. If you pause it, someone pulled it out. It says Avar Chris, and then it has a list of traits. Oh, that's of who cool. Avar Chris is going to become. That's neat. Um, so it's telling these stories in that fashion, adding to it and then expanding it. Mm-hmm. And not every story is going to be told the way you want it to be told. I, I don't like star Wars resistance. I think it's a horrible cartoon. I think it's terrible. That does not kill the entire fandom for me. Right. I just don't watch resistance. I can't do it, but I have looked up the lore to make sure that I filled in the blanks. If there's any Easter eggs or anything that I would have missed by not watching it. So, so to bring this full circle, do you think that there are just some directors that just don't fit the the build? Like, do you think? I think that's is the that problem. O- is that okay? Yeah, I think that's the problem. Or not the problem. I'm not going to use that word. That's not fair. I think that's what we're seeing with Robert Rodriguez. He has directed my least favorite episodes in both series. Every time, dude. Um, and the last episode of Boba Fett is not bad. The Tython episode, obviously, is is if you go back and listen to our episode on it, was so, my least favorite so episode of both it. seasons, A Mandalorian. I know Robert Rodriguez is a Star Wars fan. I don't doubt that. I what I question was his ability to go back and use other reference material to tell his story, or did he just kind of bulldog his way through it because he th- he had the vision? Yeah, does that make sense? Yep. Like, did he go back and look at old Legends reference material for Tython when he decided to film in the California desert? That's my thing, mm-hmm. and I get caught up in that because I'm so passionate now people are like oh maybe they're changing what tython is they're not really doing that they're keep all they do is they keep reintroducing legends and they tweak a thing here and there they don't really go back and retcon massive amounts of stuff i'm not saying they haven't i'm saying they usually don't yeah so i just think that it was convenient it was also filming during covid yeah, I was filming during COVID, and I think you can get around that by saying that it it was Tython, but like it was a different part of the planet. So like the stuff that you remember, like, Fair. like you know, I think that's the only way they could get around it. But yes, to your point, I think that they were working with what they had, um, and it was and that, COVID. That harkens back to the argument, you know, remember the wires of Vader and Obi Wan duel so slow and boring. Well, because it and was 1970, whatever, and that's the r- real thing—the lore piece that you hate more than anything—and I, I love saying so this because you hate they it. Retcon the entire is that fight. they were anticipating each other's moves through the force so much yeah, that they actually so weren't even much, physically that's moving. That's so bullshit. It's because the way that they choreographed that fight is they went more traditional fencing style because the guy who's the body double for Luke for Darth Vader was classically trained in fencing. Yes. That's the only reason why the fight style and you can watch interviews with Lucas and he talks about how he's like, well, you know, we really didn't like the choreographing in episode four, in episode four. So we thought in episode six, we'd really change it up and bring all the energy and stuff like, yes, that's because that's what people wanted. So it's just like it's just like the whole Tatooine thing with the Obi-Wan show, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Tatooine just makes everyone older. <laughs> like. What? Because there's what? There's two sons that's that that are out there. Like the extra gravity just ages you faster, I guess. But in all honesty, you need you're you're going back 
and talking about 50 something or almost 40 something years of storytelling. Yeah. At this point. Um, I think it's 45. Um, the, the problem is, is when you try to continuously build worlds around it and you're, you're, you're always going to have the plot holes, but that's what exactly. I, that's what the fandoms need to and accept. And I think that's fine. The problem is, is when you keep on trying to force stuff into it, like the whole, like Tatooine makes Ben Kenobi age faster, but nobody else <coughs> like, the, and I, like that's the one thing. And I'm just like, eh, the whole, like, Oh, they're, they were anticipating their move to the force. <sighs> like, well, we're, we see, we're seeing it a little bit with, with Lord of the Rings now, now that rings of power trailer dropped during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we're seeing that you know, backlash of like, oh, the characters aren't going to be true to the to the novel. It's like those those are written in the fifties. Yeah, you know, they came out in the sixties. It is twenty twenty two. Things have an age. It's well. time to update them for a new generation. I agree. And you know, people can get upset and they can say what they want. And they can be racist piece of shit. Yeah, I said it. Um, but I want every kid on this planet, or every teenager, because Lord of the Rings is a little bit much for kids. But to be able to relate to someone on the screen in what is, in my opinion, one of the greatest stories ever told in that universe. And we need to make way for new times. And if it's like looking at Star Wars, like you said, with the fencing and they want to make up, you know, retconned whatever versions of why it looks like that. That's OK. Have fun with it. Okay, Do it. So that's cool. Go ahead. I this one thing, though, and I was thinking about this the other day. What if. So they're getting really good at at um, dubbing and doing like and doing uh, deep fakes and stuff. What if that's the way that they kind of clean it up a little bit? What if what if they redid that entire fight sequence? I mean, they could. The guy did it on YouTube, and it right, was exactly. Phenomenal. So okay, so but then, so I thought about this. At what point do you say you you leave it, you let it go, or if like to your point, you update it to keep up with the times? I don't think you ever update something like that. So I do think you, you leave it right. So yeah. do you leave that fight sequence the way that it is, or you know you go back and look at what that one guy did on YouTube, and you could just like you can essentially like re choreograph that fight to kind of fit the vibe of what Star Wars is. Because if you look at every other fight, every other lightsaber fight in all Star Wars, none of them look like that. There is no there is no lightsaber duel in Star Wars. That looks I mean, like that, except Return for that of the fight. Jedi is, is a Return little of the, sl- Return of the Jedi is slow, but if you re- if you compare Return of the Jedi to A New Hope, it's so fast. It's really like, it's it's very it's very much so like uh, kendo in the sense that yeah. like, it's big, heavy swings. It's very much so like there's a lot of martial arts involved in that. Whereas go back to Episode Four, it's just like tapping the lightsaber, these big swings, tap 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 tap, and then they go into these big strikes. So it's very different. So like I'm I'm always curious of like you know like when a movie is so old. Can you come in and, and update it, or is it one of those like holy things? Or you just you just don't touch it. You let it be. I think it's it's holy to a certain extent. Um, you know when when remember when they updated uh, add the digital enhancements? Um, yeah, they added the job. They, they added the they added job of the hut, and they made him. They 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 changed Jabba, him from starships. Yeah. things like that. So and uh, the scenes on Tatooine. Remember the scenes on Tatooine, like the ships landing and everything; those changed. Yeah, that well, that um, they added flavor to that, but them actually changing who Jabba the Hutt was from episode four to episode six was to fix storytelling gaps. And and those don't like. I'm all about the original being hollowed, and I think the play there is to, for Disney Plus to be like, here is Star Wars in its original form. Yeah, here is the enhanced version with the upgrades, and both should be on the platform. 
because then everyone can consume the way they want to consume. Yeah. You know, it's like the joke I made. Remember when uh, I was arguing with the guy on Twitter and I said, what did Mickey Mouse come to your house and burn all your EU and legend <laughs> stuff on your front lawn? <laughs> and he didn't answer me. It, 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 that's my point is like, consume how you want to consume. No one stopped you from reading Legends comics. Oh, they don't make them anymore. Yeah, but you still have your Legends comics. No one took them from you. I still have, and we'll get to SWOTOR in a second, which is not canon, and one of the coolest things, you know, that happened yesterday. But that's my point, is you should be able to consume it the way you want, and I think Disney should do right by the fans and put both versions up of, of the original trilogy. That way, if I want to go back and watch it with the old style, you know, props and models, the way they did space, cool. If I want to a bit, you know, if, if, if I'm with my kids and they're going to be like, that's cheesy, we can watch the updated version. That's how I feel, is they should put both out there. So if they did want to update the fight scene, you could put it in the newer one, but the old one is always there. Yeah. You know, when it comes time for Kyler to watch it, you could be like, Kyler, this is it in its purest and original form. This is how Ooh. daddy experienced it. Oh, good. <laughs> and then this is how they updated it for your generation. And uh, let him decide which one he likes better. Yeah. That's the end of it. Like, I, I, I hate the infighting is the dumbest part of fandom, any fandom, not just Star Wars. Sure. And, you know, the idea that like, oh, they ruined everything. No, that's they're just trying to make it better. And they're not always going to succeed at making it better. And mm -hmm. it's not always going to be the way you want it done. Yeah. So Agreed. that's my two cents on that. That's good. I'll take your mm. two cents. So um, I looked up <clears throat> Easter eggs for last episode because by the time we watched the episode, did, the Easter. How many did we miss? Um, it's 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 not really a ton. Um, you know, like they reference uh, Boba Fett riding Rancors from EU stuff, uh, also from the monster he rides in the holiday special. <laughs> um, Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Um, finally have a standoff, which was originally oh, planned you know for what we didn't talk Clone about? Wars. What we didn't talk about? How is the his freaking the pad on his chest was still beeping after he got shot? Yes, uh, everyone was was. I think uh, he's still alive. I I fr I totally forgot to talk about that last week, but I noticed that during the episode, and then I saw a tweet last week, and I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so stupid not bringing that up. But hit the pad on his chest is is um. Is essentially just like like it's it, it, it the heartbeats it's 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 that. So I don't think he's dead. I think he'll come back. Yeah, I think he'll come back too. I think we'll see um, him in a Mando or we'll see him in Ahsoka. I mean, I think this the stab was was um, impactful, but like you said, the beeping. Um, plus, to introduce Cad Bane into live action and then yeah, kill him off. Yeah, you just can't kill him off in three episodes. Yeah, I know. Last episode, I said he oh he died. I, I agree with Tim. I don't think he's dead. I think he's coming back. Star Wars does not like to kill people. I think we've established that. Also, Tamir Morrison said he has no problem playing Rex, Cody, or anybody <gasps> in future material Holy as well. Holy shit, I didn't even think about that. But that doesn't work because he... No, there's... Well, there's no way... So the only way he can do that... It works for Obi-Wan, and it works if Ahsoka does any flashbacks. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, he said he has no problem playing any of the clones. Oh, he would look perfect. Oh, he would be a perfect Rex. Even it, think about like a flashback to like oh, Return of the Jedi of, of Cody, of not Cody, um, Rex on, oh, on, on Endor. Endor. <laughs> and they made it canon. How fun would that be? Oh, um, man. I love that so much because he's the right age too. like physically, like in like in real life to Morrison's the right age that Cody would be like mm -hmm. right around 50. 
The only thing we missed was the at the end of the episode. Remember the Melurin fruit at the stand? Yes. That is in an episode of Rebels. That's Hera's favorite fruit. Remember they have to get the crates of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. So that that was it. We, okay. we got everything else. Woo-hoo! We uh, got I'm always, I'm always ball. excited to see Easter egg callouts and then see if we got them. Was I paying much... attention? <laughs> yeah, we pretty much got everything. Um, <clears throat> I just read J Dodd's comment and I don't have a mustache anymore. <laughs> 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 then I picked up my phone to look at my notes. Sorry, I got distracted by oh, that. That was funny. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, we nailed it with the Easter eggs. The only other thing with Boba Fett that I wanted to talk about before we move on is um, season two. So like oh. you said, <laughs> Fennec, uh, or I should say, um, Ming-Na, Wen. Ming-Na Wen said that she'd be cool to season two. It sounds like everybody wants a season Dude, two. I want season two. They set it up perfect. It. They set it up perfectly for Boba and the gang of his merry misfits to just do whatever they want. Like, okay. So to that point, with it. to that point though, Kevin, is there enough meat on the Boba Fett bone to to put up a season two? Or have we established, have we spent the last couple of weeks establishing this group of individuals that travel in a, in a group in this, in this caravan and they just and they kind of just float around? I'm going to say the same thing I said for Mando season one and two. If you look at it as a video game, think of it as Final Fantasy. You now have your party yep. to go questing. Now let's go questing. Mm. That's how I look at it. So, so is is the Mandalorian TV show, is that our main game? Yeah. Yeah. Mandalorian game would be this Boba Fett's more of DLC. Boba Fett is a DLC that adds to the main game. Yep. Got it. That's how I see it. So, okay. Now you have All right, Black so- Chrysanthemum. Fennec has a home. Um, you have the modders. So then Cobb would you Vance. say that all so would you say the entire Star Wars TV fandom revolves around the the Mandalorian? Yes, because it was the first to the to until Acolyte comes out. Okay. So and then Obi Wan the, obviously will have nothing to do with Mandalorian, but it's a one off and Andor will also have nothing to do with Mandalorian. Sure. Okay, so we so we can confidently say that anything TV episode like so we'll okay, I'm not gonna say TV. Anything episodic related to star wars in the skywalker saga post episode six will always revolve around mandalorian till they get closer to episode seven right everything between episode six and episode seven in the skywalker saga will revolve around mando and his story but yeah because the only point, issue with that though point, is that ahsoka is going to get deep into something different I think Ahsoka well, yeah. is going to be a very nice branch off from the main tree and then kind of just become its own thing. that doesn't mean we won't see din in ahsoka Correct, but I don't think it's going to be... I don't think Din is going to be a heavy anchor for Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka carries enough weight and enough fandom behind her that she doesn't need a Mando or a Boba Fett to really drive the episodes. Like we saw with Boba Fett, where Boba Fett, he has... Like, I don't think... I think it was unfair to Boba Fett for them to bring in Mando so heavy for those three episodes. Um, I I think Boba Fett, just based off of the fandom that I have witnessed... Um, at like Star Wars Celebration, like people love people love Boba Fett for the weirdest of reasons. They like they just absolutely adore him. I think they could have gone a little bit deeper with him. They could have done they could have done a bit more, especially tying tying up some of the loose ends between um, episode or before episode four. So by the time that he leaves Clone Wars 
and until we see him in episode five, well, what happened there? You know, like we could talk, we could talk more about that. Um, we could have, we could have gone into more discussion of what was going on between episode four and episode five when, uh, Han Solo was scared shitless when he was absolutely terrified of all these bounty hunters coming after him. Do you want to know the theory behind that, Kevin? Yes. And, and do you know what, do you know that how they clear that up in, uh, in the comics? Go for it. Kira put a bounty on Han Solo. And yes, I have heard that before. Mm-hmm. Kira is the one that put Kira originally put the bounty on Han Solo. And then uh, Darth Vader got involved. So the original, the original, so originally why he was getting chased, like while he was so spooked in episode five at the beginning was because of Kira. And I'm like, damn dude, I wish cause, cause Boba Fett was doing stuff with her apparently. From what I've seen, I haven't read all the comic books. So I want to go. So this is another thing like where we need to have like our comic section or comic mm-hmm. or a little comic part, uh, because like there's some really cool stuff in the bounty hunter comic book that covers that that specific portion with Boba Fett. Yeah, I think for uh, the comics, we need to go back and uh, catch up with High Republic and then we can start jumping into bounty hunter uh, tales and whatnot. I'll be honest, though, I didn't find the High Republic comic books as exciting as the books. So, yes, but they fill in so many blanks like. Because they keep mentioning Avar is not there, so it tells you where Avar is in the comics and why you know why she's been away till the. Uh, well, I knew why she was gone because of the Lorna D book. Right, but there's also other stuff like with the Drengear right. and the Huts and all of. There's a lot of story there that was left out, and then um, for for instance, like the Kylo Ren story. You loved that one when they I told did. the story. I did. I really liked that story. That was really good. Well, the only reason why I like that is because I find the Knights of Ren so intriguing because they were so mysterious and we didn't know anything about them. We just knew at one point the theory was Kylo killed the leader of the Knights of Ren on Endor. Mm-hmm. Um, like right after, like it was like after, like they all went back to Endor to find relics from the the Death Star and the Knights of Ren were there and he ends up killing him and then becoming the leader of the Knights of Ren. It was very, it was very strange how like they, they were trying to like theory craft. It's like what the Knights of Ren were. Um, I know they flushed him out. I still don't like, I still don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but that comic book definitely cleared up a lot of like questions as like yeah. how Kylo became, I still, I still don't think that was, I still wish like the, like Ren would have been more of like a heavy hitter. It kind of sucks. That he just like, he was, Hey, I'm Ren. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Well, he's voiced by Christian Slater and the Lego stuff, so everyone's assuming Christian Slater will play him whenever he makes it to the screen. That'd be sick. He's perfect for it with the salt and pepper hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I wonder where they'd fit him in. I guess, I guess on I guess Ahsoka. Ahsoka, the that's the Yeah, the, she could encounter the Knights she could, of Ren. She could one hundred percent encounter the Knights of Ren. Interesting. That would be fun. Ooh, look at us. Yeah, look at us. Look at us. Um so, uh, continuing with television shows, May 25th, Tim, not May the 4th. Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> there were so many people that tweeted at us, like, the back and forth of, like, should have put on May the 4th, understand why they were doing it on May the 25th. Uh, and you and I talked about this, too, of, like, the May the 4th or the 45th anniversary. Yep. Um, and, like, I get it. Like, I understand. Like, okay. Um, let's see. Wait, May, May, because May the 4th was also a Wednesday as well. 
And so, like, it also made sense. Like, why wouldn't it come out on May the 4th? Like, it's the perfect time. But for it to be on the 45th anniversary of the release of episode four makes way more sense. Yeah, wait, wait, wait three more weeks. And and like that, that is definitely a, a really awesome way to celebrate an anniversary for Star Wars. So I, uh, I yeah. totally get it. I agree with it. I think it's a good idea. And if you don't know what we're talking about, May 25th, 1977 is when A New Hope came out in theaters. How crazy so is that? Context. It's wild. I mean, in five years, it's going to be 50 years old. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. He's going to go ham for the 50th anniversary of Star Wars. I hope so. Oh, my oh, gosh. They will. Look what they've done for for Disney World. All, despite all the bullshit and me wanting the CEO to get fired, um, he really needs to get fired. Fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> Pete has stock in Disney, and he sent me the thing. He's like, "Who do you want ousted?" <laughs> but he got the card voting for the board. I was like, "Definitely Chapek." Yeah, get him out, dude. Dude's ruining everything. Um, so for Obi Wan, I mean, we've theory crafted, we've predicted. I now it's just sit and wait. Um. We were we, we were be, pretty close. Like I think originally when we were like, "What the hell is Obi Wan gonna do?" And the more we talked about it, and we thought about like Inquisitors and like yep. what Vader was doing. Like I'm actually the more we think about it, the more we talk about it. The idea of getting to see like the Grand Inquisitor become real, just like the, seeing Cad Bane become real. I'm so excited. The rumors are leaning towards too like the violent uh, ending of Rogue One version of Vader. That's who we're going to get that's, in this. That, because that's the Vader that we need to see. Yeah, the one we saw in the fan film when they attack him on uh, Naboo when he goes to Padme's grave when they try and assassinate him. Yeah. That's the version of Vader have I you think played, we're going to Have you played Vader, all the Vader Immortals yet? No, no, okay, no. Okay, so, so at the end, I'm just going to tell you, at the end of Immortal 3, um, you get another one of those like like just Vader rage moments and you have to mm-hmm. fight him. Um, and it's scary. Like he's terrifying and and you're right. We need to see more because like, think about the mindset of Anakin. Think about what he's doing at, in this time period, right? He's trying to save Padme. He's building Mustafar. He's doing, he is literally in the Vader comics right now. He literally goes into a different dimension. He leaves, he, he leaves his body behind and his force essence leaves his body and goes into a different world. And it's just like, and he's pure rage and chaos. He almost looks like Venom. And so it's like, that's the Vader that I want to see in Obi-Wan. I want to see, I want to see his, his dark venomous, like carnage essence come out. Be dope. I'm down. But yeah, that's the rumor is, is we're going to get violent Vader. Um, and that's good for Christian Haydenson Cause then he gets to come back and. Fix all his all of the the terrible writing that they set him up with. I'm wondering though if there is there going to be like a broken helmet moment where we get to see his face. Like that's how we're going to identify that it's Hayden Christensen. Oh, I bit it backwards. Hayden Christensen, not Christian Haydenson. Um, no, it. Uh, I think so. I think we've we've like, said like, like we've, when he fights Ahsoka. Yeah, I think we, I think that we have said that enough. That like they need to focus more on like the overall transformation of Anakin <laughs> into Vader. Um, did you know with Vader's, uh, armor and like all, everything that he's wearing is that it was designed to enhance his rage? Yes. Like, like th- those little details, like, I really hope they lean more into that of just like this, this person who is in constant pain and anguish. 
mm-hmm. because they never highlight that in the movies. They just they just show him to be this this Frankenstein Sith Lord. Yep. And he's so much more than that. Like when you really start to look at who Vader is and what he's doing, he's just like this broken man who fell in love. Well, they need to, uh, you know, I make fun of that scene all the time. And I always say that um, uh, Hugh McGregor carries it in the end of Revenge of the Sith. But when he screams, I hate you. That's actually a big deal. Yeah. Because you could see Obi-Wan just like die inside hearing that. Well, that's like your kid. That's like your kid yelling at you. I hate you. Yep. Because that's I who I mean, like, that's, yeah, I mean, like that's it was his I mean, it was his brother, but it was also his son. I mean, like he he got to be a father to Anakin. He was a father. He even said that. Yep. He even said to Obi-Wan, you're like the father I never had. Yep. And it's very I, it's very sad. It is sad. It is. And like, I think they're going to lean into that too, like Obi-Wan's regret, remorse. You know how he's how he's dealing because isolation in the desert is not going to be nice to him. Oh, no. So he's going to be living with survivor guilt. Yeah, we're definitely going to see him talking to Qui-Gon. I'd bet a thousand dollars. There's there's going to be lots of survivor guilt. He's going to be going literally insane. Doesn't he says Yoda tells him he'll teach him how to at the end of episode three. He says, I will teach you how to commune with your old master. Yeah. So if you go to Clone Wars and Kevin, you've seen this episode and you love this episode of Yoda communing with Qui-Gon to learn how to yes. live in the in the uh in the cosmic force. Yes. And so like that's a big deal in the and so this will also for the for those who did not watch Clone Wars, this is gonna help you understand what Obi-Wan is doing to get us to where we end up in episode four when he is struck down and disappears. Speaking of Yoda, um so we're going to talk about Fallen Star next week because Tim's not done. And then I'm like halfway through Midnight Horizon. Midnight Horizon's eh. It's okay. It's not great. Uh, but they talk about Yoda a ton in that book. Well, because they, they haven't mentioned the- him ever yet. Well, he's he's gone again. Like he left. Nobody knows where he is. And the Order is very worried about him. Oh. And I find that very intriguing because all signs are pointing to EU Yoda having his moment with the dark side. Okay. All right. So here's another thing, though, is that we're getting more and more into this. And I'm, I'm seeing this theme and, and we can talk about this with the, 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 uh, the Old Republic trailer at the end. But it's this idea and it seems to be becoming more solidified. The whole idea of Jedi breaking away from the order and really understanding that light and dark or someone, someone tweeted this to me this morning and I love the way they said it is that light and dark are just of the same coin. And, and I really feel like they're really starting to hit. They're really hitting this hard of like these Jedi are really starting to understand there's more to it than just good and bad light and dark. The force is so much more than that. And I really, really feel like they're, they're really trying to solidify this whole gray Jedi thing. So let's jump into the SWOTOR trailer. I was going to talk about hunters, but we'll end with hunters. Um, The SWOTOR trailer. So every big expansion SWOTOR comes out with a cinematic. I don't think ILM has made all of them because they specifically referenced the fact that ILM made this one, which is huge to me because it says a few things. One, it says that they're committed to supporting this game still, which is shocking. Yeah. So I'm on board. Yay for me because I love the game. And, you know, if anybody wants to play, let me know. If you're Empire, by the way, team up with our buddy Glam Shatterskull. He is he has a guild he's raiding like I don't have time to raid and stuff, but like 
glam is going nuts twitch.tv slash glam shatter skull um huge star wars fan lord of the rings buff good friend of ours but he he is you know doing all that stuff the trailer first of all aside from malgus these are all new characters so i'm assuming when i play through the story of the dlc i'll learn something about them um you need a little context on malgus for this trailer to take it to the next step but you're on the right path already so if you play through the game malgus when you start he's the guy who assaults the jedi temple you know breaks the treaty of coruscant all of that stuff he he's almost like a black ops sith for the empire Um, but he also sits on the dark council in the game story the emperor has not been seen for so long because if you play through the story he's off in another galaxy doing something else um you do see him if you play the jedi knight story it's part of the plot so i don't want to ruin it too much but um he's off doing something else so the dark council is essentially ruling the empire and pretending that the emperor is in charge malgus does not like this so he ends up breaking and trying to start his own empire as he as he is the emperor you play through it's called a flashpoint it's a dungeon and you take him down as the emperor and then he disappears from the game while they tell the revan story through i think three expansions then he showed up in an update randomly he had more scars more plugs in his ventilator like he had survived you go through a whole thing with him you fight him again he gets buried under rubble lo and behold he shows up again huh. so there's the significance malgus is whatever the sith version of a gray jedi is yeah that's malgus yeah he is very evil he is very sith but he understands that the way the empire operates is not the right like it's not proper and that the empire could do better and he knows he could do better. Now, that's very Sith mentality. I could do better with more power. Sure. Yeah, but at course. the same time, he is not taking power for the power's sake. He is taking power because he believes the Empire is weak and the Dark Council is weak and tied up in like meaningless politics. God, I love that. So here's the, here's the context to the trailer. Is the way he's talking to the Jedi. I forget his name because he's new. I'm, I'm, I don't know his name, so forgive me on that one. The way he's talking to that Jedi is important because he actually frames one of the worst things the Jedi do, which is you have two siblings. Oh, you judge. One is force sensitive and he senses the force stronger than the other one. So he only takes the one child. And at the end of that memory, you realize they were both Twi'lek slaves. Yep. Well, I, I don't think they were slaves yet, but he got forced into slavery. At some point, yeah, either and, they and, were or and they are. And that was the part that like hit so hard for me. And I was just like, he could like he he was also force sensitive. You saw the rage, and he ripped that doll apart, right? And like like that, I felt I felt so bad for him. Like, that was that was so heart wrenching. So a, I don't know what this machine does, but I'm I am so ready to learn more. <laughs> so he said he said that the Jedi used it for the very reason that your brother was forgotten. Right. And there's so I'm assuming it it leads them to force sensitive kids or something like that. But the Jedi also tells him to destroy it. So is it the same way that in Jedi Fallen Order, Cal destroys the list of force sensitive children in the galaxy? That's why that was my feeling. But it seemed like but the machine, it was more than just a codex. It was like Cerebro. Yes. It looked like you put the holocron in there and all of a sudden it. Yeah. And then you get like this this you get to have this like connection with the machine. Right. 
So, but it also showed her her brother, which was interesting. Now, yeah, Malgus is ruthless, as you saw. He does not care. He has his his means to an end. He killed the other Sith in the room, and you saw how that Sith responded, like Malgus. Yeah. You so know. who is that guy? It's just a random, just a Sith. random dude. Okay. Yeah, that's why they put a mask on them. But it random. But Malgus hates the the Sith too. He is trying to establish this new idea. Man, I like him a lot. But oh, he's one of my favorite Sith of all time. But you know, he still operates like a Sith. So yeah. it's like it's almost like. He has this idea, but he's just repeating the process, if that makes sense. Do you know his jaw got cut off? Yeah, it's it's in one of the trailers. It yeah. gets blown off by um uh the the main character trooper. It gets actually blown off of his face. It's in one of the trailers. And like, that's why he cinematics. has that respirator. Yeah. No, it's he's wild. missing his bottom jaw. <laughs> <laughs> Malgus is crazy. Because so, in the first trailer. Before he goes to Coruscant, he doesn't even have a respirator. He just is, is his face and well, he ends up killing his so master. So I haven't seen Malgus in a while. And so seeing him in the trailer <laughs> last night, I didn't realize just how messed up his face has gotten. Oh, no, he's all scarred. Like he's he been, been a, beaten you, to hell. Because at this point, you as the player has beaten him three times. Uh, um, so he's just like the antihero that you just keep beating up on. Yeah. And he keeps coming back he's because he, he's on a mission. <laughs> so him breaking out of the rubble was signifying the last time we I think it was the last time we saw him I could have been wrong um you know when you left him in the rubble and then him telling the Jedi to break free yeah I like that a lot I thought that that's was a good. big deal yeah um so I'm interested to learn more about who this girl is I have a feeling she's probably one of the central figures I thought the lightsaber fight was going to be with someone else but did you see how ruthlessly he tied the guy up and just was like yeah you're dead Whoop. yeah he wrapped him up and then cut his head off I thought that doesn't was great. give a shit like did you notice, that's Malgus did you notice how some of the moves that were in the fight sequence were from other fight scenes that we've seen before yep. in Star Wars yep the, taking the lightsaber dude when she when she did the holocron and the lightsaber switch that was awesome oh my god it was so good but I was like oh that's episode 9 I was like Ray did that um, yep so like I thought that was there was a lot of nods. Um, like some of it felt like the fight scene with Ahsoka and um and Maul too. Yeah, um, there was just like a lot of like the spinning and like but like ILM did a lot of work on that too. They did all the mo capping and everything for it. So, um, they're just really good. They they just do a just a just a really really good job. And this makes me want to see more Star Wars cinematics done like that well like, here, here's my here's my thing is obviously this game is not canon we know that which this is, is so the one frustrating well now visions and this are the two things that lucas is still supporting that yeah. is not canon right which again goes back to our conversation last week about the veil of the forest the alternate timelines again not to the extent that marvel's doing it but for storytelling marketing things like that we can establish that there are multiple timelines through the veil of the force that the Star Wars story but is told. I, to go back to what to the machine part of what seems to be a constant across if there is this multiverse in Star Wars is this notion of breaking free. And, yes, the and, overarching theme, one hundred percent. And so, like, I but it's it's so weird that it's taken us this long to get back to this point. Well, they're they're moving to a point where the Jedi believe in balance and they're moving to a point with the Sith where the Sith are not satisfied with what 
the Sith teachings are, and there's more. So there's this whole new level of discovery. Keep in mind, these stories are separated by thousands of right, years, so, so there can, may be no resolution along so, the way. But there's definitely not, because look at look at, look at at this from, from the Old Republic to the High <coughs> Republic to the Skywalker saga. We, we continually see this, the, this roller coaster of the Jedi, the Jedi are great. And then the Jedi are like, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we're all that great anymore. And then, and then, and then something bad happens to the Jedi and then they come back and then, and then they're, they're like, oh, we're great. And then, I don't know. We might not be all that great. We're, we're, we're just like well, you, them. And then it falls again. Like, I don't, I don't understand have, what's going on. You have Jedi who get it along the way. Yoda. Qui-Gon you have beings like Bendu that exist in that balanced state um you know if you play KOTOR again not canon but you have like a guy like Jolie Bindo who lives in the woods in Kashyyyk because he sure. got sick of the order and he just wanted to live a life that was simple and you know away from the Jedi because his whole thing was his family like the Jedi basically told him he couldn't have a family and he was like screw you like love is love yeah um so it's interesting to me that this was made by ILM. That's all I'm saying. Um, it shows investment into the game itself. And it also shows that, you know, there may be more from the Old Republic. What if the Old Republic just exists as its own storyline, in a sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not, it doesn't lead to the Skywalker saga. I'm yeah, okay with but, that. But they canonize Malgus, though. Malgus is canon, so but that doesn't does. mean he can't exist in multiple timelines. Sure. Same with Revan. Man, that's but yes, be, Malgus is Malgus is mentioned in in I think it's the Sith Encyclopedia or something like that. It's gonna be so confusing though. Yeah, and so is you think Marvel's multiverse is any less confusing right <laughs> uh, now? I mean, like it, it all depends. Tom Cruise being Tony Stark Dude, and multiverse it all, madness. It, it all depends on how they handle that movie. Like it, I mean, I don't know. I it, Marvel can do it all. So I mean, like Disney and Marvel, I'm sure that they can they can frame that up just like Disney and, and Lucas can, can frame it up in a, in a really easy to digest way because they, I think they really do understand that, that star Wars isn't just for you and I, that it's not just like this niche, like super nerdy sci-fi thing that it, it does. It is for kids. Um, and you need to be able to frame this up and set it up in a way that kids can understand it as well as an adult. Also from a story perspective, I will fill you in after I play through the DL, the, uh, content which i hear is very short and then it's all like new end game stuff yeah um i'm fine with that it's it's neither here nor there uh i will let you know what he does with that holocron because he walks away with it at the end yeah yeah huh he he is the best thing in this game by far um he is he is the reason people will keep coming back to just even just play the story because he is in my opinion eu legends there's so many good Sith, he has to be in your top five. I just like so the only reason why I love Darth Malgus, um, I mean, like from like the cutscenes and stuff, he's great. Um, uh, there is a full, there's a full one to one statue of Darth Malgus in the Bioware. lobby of EA Redwood, uh, which is their main office, oh, Redwood in California, and um, that was the like most surreal experience of like walking in and just like turning left and I was like, oh. That's really cool. And just like seeing him like just just standing there, he just like he's just so cool looking. And I was like, oh, he's he's neat. He's just he's just a cool he's just he just from just a visual aspect, he's like he's like Darth Vader times ten. He's like Darth Vader on on crack. I would love to eventually in the rare job office have a hallway where you walk and it's like Malga statue, Master Chief. So Kevin, I got a 3D you know, printer. 
And I know. I, and I saw someone do a um uh a one sixteenth replica of a um uh, the head of a rancor um and mounted oh it on the wall. So we could do that. Well, we're going to have a nice conversation about that because that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll just, we'll like walking back. down, it's like a destiny, you know, the three classes <laughs> like or you could just do like a Cora and uh, um, Zavala and Cade. Yeah. We yeah. Could Cade. Just, yeah. I said Cade. Yeah. We could just have a we could have a hall. We could have a hall of of memorabilia and we'll just we'll just 3D print it all um, before we head out Star Wars Hunters. So there's still no release date. This for is Star Wars the Hunters. switch game, right? This is on Switch and mobile. Um, it is really shaping up to basically be Overwatch with Star Wars, which no is super way, interesting. Dude, I want to play this. Yeah, because uh, okay, so they announced a bunch of stuff yesterday. Um, you have your heroes, so obviously you have your class, you have your healing class, your tank class, your damage. I'm not going to go through who's who. Sure, but you have Scora, who's a Rodian, um, a Rodian Sawbones to be exact, Sprocket. Mon Calamari Prodigy, so he's like riding on this orb with two orbs. I am going to assume he's a healer because all he has is a data pad, no gun. Uh, Sentinel, who's a stalwart of the Empire, so he's like a stormtrooper with a cracked helmet. Uh, Graz, who's a, a Wookiee melee. He's got two melee weapons uh, that look like they're uh, ripped off arms of a of a, um, a K2 protocol droid from the Empire. Yeah. Uh, you got Imara Vex, who is a bounty hunter. We don't know the class. Has a gun. I'm going to assume damage. Zayna, who's a veteran of the Rebel Alliance. So she has a um, just a blaster. Uh-huh. I would assume some sort of support. Arintal, a Mandalorian stalwart. Probably mm-hmm. a tank. Reeve, a shrewd dark side warrior. So she's got a red <gasps> lightsaber. Yes. Uh, J- J3DI. J3DI. Oh, that's good. That's good. One of a kind droid program to believe that the force is with him. So he's in Jedi robes and has a lightsaber. No way, dude. That's so good. Uh, Utini, which is two Jawas on top of each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, Sling. Is it Sling? Yeah, it's Slingshot. Um, a flashy adrenaline junkie joyrider. So Slingshot looks like, uh, what's her name in Overwatch? She rides in the mech. Oh yeah, I know you're talking May? about May. Is that her name? Well, May isn't May the ice one. Um, isn't the gerbil in the in the in the? Uh, in the no, mech? who's the who's the the other girl that has the? Oh oh, oh the the really oh, the uh, hi hi yeah um yeah I know you're talking about that one. And he, he's in a up. hollowed out uh like um what are the droids the rolling ones that we talked about last week the dro- uh, the droid destroyers yeah the, he's in a hollowed out one um oh and does he just roll like around he, on it. Yeah, and it that's looks like so he controls dope. it. Oh, yeah. that's cool. We're so, going to play this. I, I, I'm probably going to give it a whirl. Uh, yeah. They announced four maps. So the Great Hunt, the objective of this map is all in its title. It's a hunt. Escort a giant harpoon through Tatooine of the forest, to the forest of Endor in pursuit of the fabled Gorax. Um, and then Dusty Ridge. Many iconic scenes in Star Wars have something very small and common sand. Get gritty in the latest Tatooine-based Hutball. This was the big thing. They announced yesterday that Hutball will be in the game. If you played SWOTOR on launch, you played Hutball. So it's really cool to see Hutball on something else. So that's cool. Um, Gauntlet. Uh, equally entertaining and dangerous. The Gauntlet is a Hutball map filled with traps and obstacles from fire to electricity, which you need to navigate to score for your team. And then lastly, the High Line. They're fast, perilous, and perfect for an arena filled with hungry for battle hunters. This is one Tim's going to be all about. Yeah. Um, oh, it is Hutball too. So there's three Hutball maps and a, and a, a Scort the Payload map. Huh. Sick. So um, still no release date. 
That's so weird. I wonder. I wonder. You know what? I wonder if they're gonna be like. And now it's available when they do that at celebration. Yeah, that's low hanging fruit on this like, one. That just that just feels right because it it sounds like the game's pretty flushed out and ready to go. I mean, I'll play it on Switch. I mean, I'll, I'll put it on my phone. It's free to play too. So and I mean, I, I've got this new phone that has 120 hertz display. I might as well play a video game on it. Oh yeah, I can play it on the phone too. Right? Play it on the iPad probably too. Yeah, most definitely. With a with an Xbox controller, you think through Bluetooth? Oh my God, you're so sweaty. I don't like uh, mobile controls. I'm not a fan of the touchscreen. Did controls. you also farm kids in Fortnite? Yeah, on okay. my iPad. On your iPad with your Xbox controller. <laughs> I'm your, doing it right now, actually, while we're recording this <laughs> with my scuff. <laughs> <laughs> I put, I think my stuff to my uh, uh, iPad, and I'm the best uh, yeah. iPad Fortnite player in the world, sounds, actually. Sounds about so right. it's like <sighs> it's like Lupo doing trials with mouse and keyboard back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Um, I know how upset he got. Some people bring that up. <laughs> That's it for Star Wars and Scotch this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for episode 71. We will return next week. Make sure you head over to Tim's Facebook channel at b.gg slash darkness429 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern. Yeah, every you won't see. Yeah, no. Monday through Friday. Not on Wednesdays, though. <laughs> what are you playing? Did you finish Horizon? Um, so we started the DLC yesterday. Uh, I'm going to finish that DLC's up. DLC is fun. Yeah, I'm going to finish that up tomorrow because I think I'm like, I'm like halfway through. I found a, a... Did you get the power armor, by the way? Yeah, I have the power armor. Chat Good. made sure that I got that like as soon as I possibly could. Yeah, it's just a cheat code so you can just um, Yeah, dude, I, I'm just like face tanking everything and laughing at yeah, it. Um, that's, so that's I'm playing the DLC. We just met. We just found out that Hephaestus is uh, screwing around with uh, the Gaia systems. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna try to keep a volcano from exploding. So that's Good that's times. and then and then hopefully and then it just ends and we go right into Forbidden West on Friday. So I'm super pumped for that. Oh my god, it's that soon? Yeah, it's Friday. I'm so behind on video games. It's gonna be wild. Um, I should I should just quit my job as a CEO and go back to streaming. So that's a bad idea. Up. Please don't do that. <laughs> Everyone else does it, Tim. I'm gonna keep playing video games. You run our company. <laughs> But I want to play Horizon Forbidden. Shut up, Kevin. Go work. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching, listening to Star Wars and Scotch. Uh, You can check out everything Kevin's doing over at raredrop.co. Make sure to tell your friends about our podcast. I think you can leave comments about our podcast as well. Um, so if you iTunes, can, you can leave comments. Yeah, so if you Google. can leave some comments about the podcast. Um, also follow us over on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Darkness429. Kevin is at KevinXVision. Um, Kevin, we should like start picking out like comments or something, or just like at Star Wars Scotch. Yeah, just like, pick out comments, or, or like do like a tweet of the week. Yeah, s- send us tag all three of those in your tweet, and uh, uh, yeah. Wh- wh- how do you want to do this? Like the most controversial take, the most positive take. I don't know. What I don't you know. Wanna, just, we'll just like pick it. Like we'll just see. Like if someone tweets at you or tweet something interesting. If you tweet at you or I with the with with uh, with also the Star Wars and Scotch tag, and you want to talk about this episode or anything we've talked about. And then we'll just bring it up. We'll just bring it up next week, or it, or we'll read a or we'll read a uh, a review of the week. Why don't we do a tweet in review of the week next week? Okay. All right, there you have it. Sick. All right, we'll see you guys Something next important. week. Have a good one. Oh, they can't just have a good one. Tim. No, I was, they need something. I thought you were gonna like. I thought you were gonna like. I, I was like, I was like laying you up. I did it last week. You do it this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, go, Kevin. Then you lay me up for it. Wait. Give me the layup. Don't lay me out. That set me up. Set me up. That sounds very. And Tim, before we go, (laughs) may the force be with you. 
always. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.